Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I'm so excited to be able to kick off this Freedom Week. And um, I had to ask myself, so I've known for a while now that I was going to be speaking on freedom. I didn't realize I was going to be kicking off the series. So I'm so honored. Thank you for asking me to kick off this series. But I asked myself, so what does it look like? What does freedom look like to me? And what how, 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 do I, how do I envision freedom in my life? And, and there's a couple different ways. But before I ask myself that, I want to ask you that. First of all, how many of you know me? Like from just maybe seeing me around? Really? That's it? How many? Okay. Wow, there's a lot of new people here. <laughs> all right. So how many of you know me as businesswoman, uh, race director, business owner, entrepreneur, boss, boss woman? Pathfinder, kingdom builder, kingdom funder. Okay. How many of you know me as this person? Balenciagas, you just need to Google it. All right. But how many of you know me as um, the recovery mama here at El Cajon? Okay, now I see, I hear. Well, if it wasn't for recovery, I wouldn't be able to do some of the cool things that you saw in that video. I wouldn't be that person, and I, wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't have the career that I have today if I wasn't in the state that I am in today, which is recovered from the seemingly hopeless state of mind of drugs and alcohol. And um, I can't have any of that without, without being free from that. So the title of my message is The Sound of Freedom. And there's two different types of freedom, and this is what I was looking at, and this is what I was meditating on, and there's that internal freedom. In Isaiah 61.1, in the NIV version, it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor, right, the homeless, on the streets of El Cajon, we go out and we do outreach on, on every, other give, every other Sunday. We reach out to those in El Cajon on the streets here. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, those that are addicted in alcoholism, those that have been abused, to proclaim the freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. So that song that I came out to, that I walked out to, Independence Day, you guys have all heard it, right? We all... Um, Think of it as something that we celebrate during the 4th of July, but it actually was written differently. So Martina McBride wrote this song, and this is what the song's actually about. So when Martina McBride sang Independence Day, it was released to the country radio in, country radio in, in April of 1994. 
It was easy to mistake the country song for a USA anthem. It was titled after America's most patriotic holiday, so after all, its irresistible chorus, Let Freedom Ring, seemed custom made for the small town 4th of July celebrations to come. But the true meaning behind Independence Day was lost on many listeners. The seemingly 4th of July holiday hit turned out to be a story of domestic violence and a woman's drastic measures to escape abuse at home. And if you've ever seen the video, if you watch the video, you'll see it. It'll make sense. So this song took on meanings for other people, but it also took on a meaning for me because my Independence Day was November 9th, 2005, and that's the last day that I took a drink and the last day that I ever did drugs, and that's the day that I found freedom. But, but... It wasn't just about removing the alcohol. It wasn't just about removing the alcohol from my system because that was just the beginning. And that is just actually just scratching the surface because when you remove that from you, right? If you remove the alcoholism, see, I had such an attack. Alcoholism is different than hard drinking. So let me just clarify this. Alcoholism is physical. There's a physical component that's, that's involved with alcoholism that when I put alcohol in my body, I break out into a physical craving. I can't control the amount that I drink. Same thing with drug addiction. Addiction is the same thing. It's physical. There's a physical component. If you don't have the physical component, you're not a drug addict or you're not an alcoholic. I have the physical component. I still have the physical component. However, I don't identify as an alcoholic today. I identify as recovered alcoholic, right? From a, that doesn't mean that I can drink <laughs> on occasion. <laughs> no, it means I've been completely abstinent, but I'm, I'm free. I'm free from the, from the obsession of the mind, and I'm free, I'm free body and spirit. So, so... When, 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 that, when that's removed, I have to replace it with something. And some of the misconceptions of people when they first come into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, whatever it is, secular, secular meetings, NACA, Awaken Recovery, whatever, they think they need to replace it with, oh, if I just get that guy, if I just get my husband back or my wife back, or if I just get that job, or I just need to make this amount of money, or I need that new car, or once I get that house, then I'm going to be set. See, what we try to do is we try to substitute external things for an internal condition. Because what I have, when I remove the alcohol, I still have this God-sized hole inside me. And no human power can relieve my alcoholism. My alcoholism that's now centered in my mind, right? No human power can really only the God power, only the, only the power of Jesus Christ, only the Holy Spirit, and I needed to fill myself with the Holy Spirit. See, because just believing is not enough. I need to really surrender everything over to God for true freedom from alcoholism. I can walk down any aisle in the, in the liquor store. I can walk into any bar and not be obsessed or not be tempted or not have triggers, right? Triggers, that's just, I just, I, that drives me crazy. Triggers, like they're like, you need to watch your triggers. Well, for me, morning was a trigger because I drank every morning. So what do you want me to do? Just sleep through the day? Like, this is stupid. Like, it's stupid. I needed to be able to, like, replace that with, with, with God. And then once I did, it was, I was free from that. Alcoholism is like an abusive relationship, just like the song was talking about. So this is how it looks like for me. So alcohol worked for me in the beginning, just like that abusive relationship. It was great in the beginning. It was a love affair. It was like a honeymoon every, every single time. I was like super popular. I was like the life of the party. Everything was great until it stopped working for me. It stopped working for me. And then every single time that I drank, I can't even tell you the date that that, that all happened. But suddenly something switched, something changed. And all of a sudden, I just got beat up every day. 
it didn't matter what it was, whether I was blacking out, whether I was actually getting beat up, whether it was something, but alcohol beat me to a pulp every single time that I would drink. Something would happen, beat me mentally, beat me physically. If, if you saw what I looked like before I, I got sober, I, I was unrecognizable. I mean, I was at that. I was chronic. And that is kind of like an abusive relationship, right? The, the, the abuser is still in the, right, in the beginning, treats the, 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 the woman or, or whoever is involved, you know, with love and kindness in the, in the beginning, kind of like how alcohol was with me. And then all of a sudden starts abusing her, starts beating her, but she keeps going back. She keeps going back to him no matter what because maybe it'll be different this time. And that's what I kept telling myself. Maybe this time it'll be different when I pick up that drink. Maybe this time it'll be different. And it never was. It never was. At some point, uh, I had crossed that line. And we just, there's a reason why it's called spirits, Right? That's the reason why alcohol is called spirits. So listen, you don't have to be alcoholic. I mean, listen, if you can drink moderately or you can drink normally, there's nowhere in the Bible that says that you can't do that. But you have to ask yourself this question. What am I doing when I come home from work for ease and comfort? Am I grabbing that glass of wine for ease and comfort or am I grabbing God's word? What am I reaching for? You know, what am I reaching for? And this is just a, you know, I'm not going to sit here and diagnose you. Only you can diagnose yourself with that. But that's a question that you need to honestly ask yourself. What am I doing? Am I, am I when I wake up in the morning, is the first thing that I'm going to is opening up my laptop? I mean, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be guilty of it. Or am I going to prayer? You know, what is it that I need deliverance from? What is it that I need to do to change my habits? Because sometimes those habits can lead me to bad, to, to bad things. Like I said, if I'm reaching for a glass of wine, which obviously I'm not, but if you are reaching for a glass of wine for ease and comfort, are you reaching for the wrong spirits or are you reaching for the Holy Spirit? Just a question you need to ask yourself tonight. We just saw people get baptized. John the Baptist was the first person to baptize people. Do you know that he was called not to drink? For he shall be a great sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. Right? Even from his mother's womb, he was filled from the Holy Ghost. I believe that there was a calling on my life that I was called not to drink. I didn't have an angel come down and tell my mom that. So I had to find out the hard way and learn the hard way. However, my worst seasons in my life have been my best asset because my worst seasons in my life are able to, to take other people through and show them how I have now recovered through Jesus Christ. And now that I have what's happened in me in the past, I can now take people through the work, through the 12 steps or whatever it is, lead them through Jesus, right? And that's what it's all about. It's about discipleship. So there's no indication that John the Baptist was dedicated as a Nazarite. Neither the angel nor his father mentioned such, his, such a calling, rather abstinence, rather that he was abstinent from alcoholic drink was appropriate for a man filled with the Holy Spirit. Right in Ephesians, I think it's in Ephesians 5.18, it says, don't pick up drink or do crazy things, I'm paraphrasing. Instead, be filled with the Holy Ghost, right? While total abstinence may not be an explicit commandment of Scripture, John's example is surely an example to follow. For any believer who sincerely desires his life to be spirit-filled and spirit-led. Right? Let's be filled with the right spirits. So one of the things I want to also talk about, some, some of the things that we, ha we deal with in, in a recovery, whether it's secular recovery or awakened recovery here, is one thing that we're seeing is we're seeing this crazy 
overload of fentanyl users, meth users coming in and just having the hardest time getting clean and sober. Like I, I, like I said, I have been clean and sober for 18 years. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen drugs like this. I don't understand it. I don't understand what, what it is, but what, here's what I do understand. We have open borders right now for the cartel to just come over here in truckloads with fentanyl when one little bit of your fingertip of fentanyl will kill you will kill you, and they'll come over in truckloads, enough to kill half the United States. And they're, and they're passing this out on the street. And so what, for what purpose? Why would, why would the cartel want to kill their, their clientele? One little bit, because it's an agenda. It's an agenda, and that's part of the plan. I'm just gonna say it like it is, because I can't understand any other reason why you would be put, bringing drugs that are meant to kill people. But what they didn't, what the devil did not call, what, what, he, did, what he didn't call for was, was Narcan, right? And so Narcan, basically, what that does is it counteracts the fentanyl, heroin, or any opiate. So if you OD, it brings you back to life. And every single fentanyl user that comes into recovery, every single fentanyl user, every single one that's been on heroin, or they were lacing everything. They were lacing crystal meth with fentanyl. They were lacing marijuana with fentanyl. Why? Because it's so addictive. They wanted to get you so addicted so that you would eventually OD and die. So now people who were just doing meth were actually getting, were doing fentanyl. They had fentanyl in their system. Now they're addicted to fentanyl, and they're having to be narcan When we go out on the streets, we give out these, we do outreach, we give bags of food and clothes and toiletries and Narcan. We give them Narcan so that they're not dying on the streets, right? The devil did not account for Narcan. He didn't. But every single person that comes into recovery can tell you, I guarantee you, anybody who's ever been on fentanyl will tell you they've been Narcan six or seven times. If Narcan was not readily available, every single person, I guarantee you, who has ever done fentanyl with no Narcan would be dead today. That's a, that was the plan. That's the agenda. One more thing. Methamphetamine is different today than it ever has been, like, from the past. I heard a yep back there, right? Those of us in recovery. It's like, so I heard this from, I heard this from a, drug, a drug dealer and from a mule who had actually seen, because the methamphetamine is all made now in Mexico. I'm just schooling you guys on this. It used to be made, you, you used to hear people in Oklahoma, they'd make it in trailers. They can't even get the, right? Their trailers would blow up from the ether or whatever it is that they would base it with. But now it's all being made in Mexico because you can get everything that you need. But before they bring it over in Mexico, this has been eyewitnesses, a number of eyewitnesses, that they are praying satanical prayers and rituals over every single batch of methamphetamine that comes over this border. And that is why you see tweakers acting like they're seeing demons. It's because they are seeing demons. They are are seeing demons. So we're, so we're not dealing here, we're not dealing here with, with drug addicts or dealers trying to, to we're dealing with, with a spiritual battle. We are not, this is not a political battle. We are not dealing with politics. This is a spiritual battle and Satan is team captain and he's pulling out all the punches because he knows his time is short. So his team of minions, AKA Deep State, World Economic Forum, and doing everything in their power I'm sorry, I'm going there. I'm going there to keep you in bondage and you addicted so that you will die so that they can reach their 2030 agenda, the Great Reset, and drop our population from 3 billion to 600 million. They're gonna start with the drug addicts and the homeless on the streets, and we're gonna kill them. I'm mad. I'm mad.
You don't know what we see. We, don't, we have people that we love that are, that are in and out of treatment right now because of fentanyl and how highly addictive it is. And, ha- and I know we've got one, one man that, that's, he's at um, ECTLC right now and he is doing amazing. Do you guys remember the guy that was coming here and he was pushing the cart? That he put a shopping cart in our, in our, he's at ECTLC. He doesn't even look like the same person. He is free, he's getting free. I, I saw a picture of him, it's amazing. I love it. That's my second point. My second point is our external freedom is being, is, is being, is being hindered. Galatians 5.1 says this. Where's my time? Oh, good, I'm doing good. All right. It is, it, is far, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Freedom is not free. So how many people do I have in here that are serving, currently serving in or have served in, in, our US, in the military? Will you please stand up? I think you guys have a picture of my dad. I want to thank every single one of you. I want to thank every single one of you for fighting for my freedom, fighting for our freedom, so that I have the freedom to worship, so I have the freedom of speech, so I have the freedom to bear arms, so I have the freedom to be the business person. This is my dad who was, uh, he's in heaven today. He was a, a Marine Corps captain pilot and he served in Vietnam. And dad, I wanna thank you for what you did and for your fight. And so that I could be standing here today worshiping Worshiping the God that I know that has set me free. So thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> I was going to tell myself I wasn't going to get teary-eyed, but it's, it's hard not to. So um, I don't know how many of you, well, I think every single one of you have been around for the last three and a half years. <laughs> it's been weird. It's just been weird. I, I'm, I'm not kidding. There's days that I'll say, I just feel like I'm going to wake up from this bad nightmare. It's just crazy. I feel like I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go, Brian, you're not going to believe what I just, oh, I had this dream, this nightmare. I had this nightmare. There was, that we were being attacked, that our freedom of speech was being attacked, and the president of the United States was taken off Twitter. And then, and then there was this, 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 this thing called COVID that was really just the flu. But then they were paying doctors $60,000 to say that if you die, they died from COVID, that they would get $60,000 so that everybody that was dying was like COVID. It was a COVID death. And it was like this big lie that went around. And so then they came out with this experimental vaccine and they were making everybody take it. They were saying that it was mandatory to take this experimental vaccine. And when people would be inoculated, so many people were dying, but nobody was no one was saying anything about it on the news. And then this Antifa group, oh my gosh, they were like raiding Louis Vuitton stores and they were breaking in windows and they were stealing stuff and nobody was getting arrested. And then it was defund the police and they thought, well, let's just defund the police. Like that was a brilliant idea. Like, oh my gosh, like this is like some crazy nightmare. And then this, our ex-president, Joe Biden, was like running for president 
And it was like sitting in a, in a basement and he was campaigning in a basement. It wasn't, wasn't even like he was alive. He was like being like run by like little motor electrodes or something. Like someone had a, like a Nintendo because he wasn't even making any sense. And he wasn't even like moving like a human. Like it was like he was not even alive. And then here uh, President Trump was like had campaigns with tens of thousands of people that would show up. And then he would have like eight people that would show up. But then all of a sudden he became president. And I'm like, what the heck? Like how did that happen? But and, and then nobody could believe it because everybody voted for the other guy. And then, oh my gosh, and then all of a sudden, the first thing that he does is he signs this bill that says that boys can participate in girls' sports as long as they call themselves a girl, and then they can participate with, against girls. And they were, like, beating all these girls. And then they, could, they said that, that all of a sudden that you could, like, decide and change your, your gender. Like, all of a sudden, boys were saying that they were girls, and girls were saying that they were boys. And then if you had a kid in public school that was eight years old, at least eight years old, and they decided that they felt like they were a boy, or they decided they felt like they were a girl, that the teacher didn't get, need to get your permission, but they can take them to the doctor to get their bodies mutilated, and then they were bringing in transvestites in schools, and they were dancing in teabacks in front of all of our babies, and reading them stories, and saying, we're coming for your kids, we're coming for your kids, and it was a nightmare, and the thing is, I would just hope that I would wake up and tell Brian this, but it's reality. Like, this is reality, and this is what we're having to deal with. And all of those of you that are fighting for our freedoms and fighting, we're, we're being stifled in our speech. Our pastor, you're going to, how many, how many of you have been canceled off of Instagram or, or what? And, and, because we're not, we're not filling the agenda of the left. So when you begin, so, so if we begin to see, and not try, like trying to understand this is, is gonna like make you go crazy. And how many of you have like experienced PTSD just from the last three and a half years of everything that we've had to go through? But if we sit here and we try to understand it and try to make sense of it, it's gonna make you even crazier. And when we begin to see that this confusion and this chaos that's being imposed on us, this insanity that's being imposed on us is not a political battle, this is spiritual warfare. Satan's fingerprints are all over this. And if you don't see that, you need to wake up because this is not like this, like he, he knows his time is up. He knows his time is up and he's pulling out all the punches. He's not even trying to disguise himself. He's not even trying to disguise himself and he is coming for your kids. That movie Sound of Freedom is real and there's more behind it. And so we need to wake up. All right. The news is having it all wrong. I don't care what news channel you're, 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 you're watching. It doesn't matter. They're all campaigning for the wrong person right now. They need to be campaigning for Jesus. They need to be saying, listen, get your heart right with God. Get your heart right with spirit. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then you're going to know. And then you're going to know who the earthly person is the right person. But I think we all know who that is. All right. All right. But here, here is one thing that they can't take from me. Here's the one thing the enemy can't take. He can't take ever, ever take the, my, who I believe in. He can't ever take who I pray to. He can't take away my salvation. And he can't take away who I sing to and who I worship to. And the God that I sing to and I worship to is the God most high. Is the God most high, Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. Do you remember, do you remember 
You remember back in 2021 when the churches started, you know, they let us have, you know, church services, and Gavin Newsom said, oh, you can have church service, but you can't sing. Do you guys remember that? And Gavin Newsom, I mean, Newsom said that we could not sing in church. Like, who else would tell you not to sing in church? <laughs> That's right. Who else would tell you not to sing in church? Do you know that before Satan fell, that he was a worship leader in church? He used to sing. He was, he was in charge of worship in heaven. Satan was in charge of worship before he fell. What are the four different types of instruments? Strings, woodwind, percussion, brass. You know, he was in charge of three out of those four. He was in charge of strings, woodwind, and percussion. But you know what God wouldn't let him touch? God wouldn't let him touch brass. Because brass is what? Trumpet. He saved that for his son. He saved that for the angels that come down from heaven on that day, Revelation 11:15 says this, the seventh angel sounded his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven which said, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and his Messiah and he will reign forever and ever. And that sound of that trumpet that was, that was reserved for Jesus only is the sound of freedom the truest sound of freedom that we will hear. And listen, I am not gonna be a victim. I am not gonna be a victim of Satan's agenda. I will be a victor of Satan's agenda. And I don't know about you, and I don't know where, where you're at or, 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 or where you're, who you believe in, or, or some of you may be here for the first time, and may you, you might have never known Jesus. But I don't know about you, but this gun-toting redneck. By the way, my friend Angela, you know, when she, you saw that video with me at the gun, she said, Leanne, you know what? You're a redneck. I said, you know what? I receive that. I receive that. I am. And I'm going to fight like one. And I'm going to fight like one on my knees. I'm going to fight like one on my knees because that's all we have right now. All we have is prayer. And I need, if all of us are not praying for our freedoms, if all of us are not praying, if we're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit because we need you in the trenches in this fight. We need you. We need to fight for our freedoms on our knees. We've got to. We have no other choice and no other way to do this. And each and every one of you are responsible. You were born for a time like this. You could have been born in the 1700s. You could have been born 10,000 years ago. But why this time? Because God's got an assignment on your life. He's got an assignment on your life. He's got a plan for you. If you don't know what that is and you want to find out what that is and maybe you've never known Jesus, maybe you've never known and you wonder why you're here because you are here to fight. You are here to worship the God most high. You are sitting in this room. You are sitting in this sanctuary, not by any coincidence. It is because you were called to be here. Every single one of you were created in the image of God and the devil hates that. That's why he wants you dead. That's why he wants you addicted. That's why he wants you in bondage. He wants, he's a thief. He's a liar and he wants to steal your freedom. He wants to, he wants to take away the way you think, right? They're trying to tell us that we have to believe if somebody says that they're a, a guy, girl, 
whatever. We're supposed to believe that. And, we're, and we get in trouble. if we Like they're trying to change the way we think. They, the devil, is trying to change the way we think. And we have got to put an end to this. And the only way we can do that is on our knees in prayer. That song, Let Freedom Ring, the words, the, 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 the words go, let freedom ring, let the white doves sing, let the whole world know that today is the day of reckoning, let the weak be strong, let the right be wrong. I want to say, well, let the left be wrong. But the re- no, what, the, what that means is, I looked this up. When she was singing, let the right be wrong. Let those who believe that they're righteous, you know, and that, that they don't have any sin. Let, if, and if you don't think that you have any sin, you're not going to see the need for a savior. We have to be able to see that we are all sinners. We are all sinners. And God loves us. And all he wants to do is he just wants you to say, God, just forgive me of my sins. And maybe you've never said that prayer before. Maybe you've never, you've never come to Jesus. You've never gotten to know Jesus. Or maybe you've just walked far away. Maybe you're in bondage to something. I don't know. Maybe it's baseball. Maybe you're in bondage to something that, that's keeping you from reaching. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I know. I got some, I'm sorry, honey. I just I, <laughs> but it's every day that it's on. It's so annoying. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what it is. Maybe you're in bondage to that one drink a day, and you're not really looking for the true answers for peace and serenity, which is God's word. I don't know. If, if there are some of you that are sitting here today right now, and maybe... Maybe you, you feel like you need some breakthrough from something. Maybe you need breakthrough from whatever it is that you're doing right now that you're made a habit of. Can I just see a show of hands right now? Actually, I don't want to see a show of hands. Please come down. Come down. Come on. Get, get brave. Get down here. Maybe some of you, maybe some of you knew God at one time and you kind of walked away. Come on down. Come on. Please, please. Everybody, come to the, come to the front. Get down here. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. We don't have time. Let's go. Yes. This is amazing. Maybe some of you knew God at one time, but you walked away. You walked away and you thought, oh, I could just do this on my own. Self-reliance. Self-reliance won't fail me. And you found that self-reliance has failed you. Maybe you're that person. If you're that person, please come down. Come down right now. Let's hear it. Let's see it. Let's hear it. And now I want to call the most important person in the room. That person who's never, ever made that commitment to Jesus. And you've come to church, maybe you've come to church a few times and you just didn't have the courage to get up. Well, I'm going to pray the Holy Spirit over you right now to give you that courage right now. Those of you who have never known Jesus, please come. Come up to the pulpit right now. Come up to the front. Just come down. Okay. Oh, I love it. Please come forward. How many of you, I know there's one of you, there's one more. Who is that person? One more person. There's one more person, where are you? I know you're here. Holy Spirit's telling me you're here. 
you wanted to give your life to Jesus, but you were just so like, listen, we've all done this at one time. The angels in heaven are rejoicing when you walk down those stairs. They are rejoicing in heaven when you walk down those stairs. All right, all right, all right. come on. Yes, I knew it, let's go. Come on, we need our prayer warriors. Let's put our battle suits on. Let's be covered in the Holy Spirit. If you are not praying in the Holy Spirit, you need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. That is your battle. This is how we fight our battles. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.